the pod that will bash you over the head, throw you on our Norse shoulders and whisk you away <laughs> in the finest boats you've ever done seen. And I'm your host, Frankie, God of Mischief. And I'm joined <laughs> by my little shield maiden, Jack Fig, son of Stinkvork. And <laughs> come with us and join us as we pillage our way through all things Welsh history. Very good. Very Do you like my Floki impression? And it was Floki's good. God of Mischief. <laughs> I Carlin. Yeah. Carlin sounds Wondering a bit what, uh, uh, Viking. Carling. I was just getting Carling. I look at the god of mischief. And you have Angus the gods by not drinking Carling. You say so strange. I was going to use the fucking blood vessel. Every syllable hurts when you speak a bit like you, this. You turn into fucking Werner Herzog there. I just heard it there. I, I just... count every. I have every. I like to rape and pillage. And I said to Timothy Treadfell, you must never watch the tips. And I said that I did something I said I would never do. And I raped and pillaged the village. If people don't know uh, Werner Herzog, he's a. Like a massive famous director who did the um, the wild grizzly man, like grizzly I lived with the bears. And, There's uh, tons of documentaries. He's, he's a very good all, documentary maker, but a very unique voice. And it, but it's also like black comedy. It's like such dark humor. It's like in the, one of the episodes, yeah, in one of the, especially the grizzly man one. He does like he goes and I did things I said I'd never do, and I'd always say I'd never do this year. And it's just like so over the top. But I uh, we actually quote him in. A previous episode that's cut i think it'll be out by now i really tried my artist to find the uh the clip oh, of, yeah. uh, of what we're trying to do i can't i couldn't find it fucking anywhere oh. well do what i do like doing the ooh, 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 ooh. he has like this coyote music yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's, a it's a great everyone hasn't seen grizzly man watch yeah, grizzly watch man that. it's fucking class but today we're talking about floki at the god of mischief it's <laughs> a very rare sight to see <laughs> <laughs> that was a great impression of him. Uh, uh, we've just come off the back of a really somber episode about uh, about uh, Trewedin, and it's it. Um, so we're keen to pick things up. So kind of keen to pick yeah. things back up. So should we start with an old classic chat of what you're drinking tonight? Because we were we were yeah. respectful in the last episode because you can't Very drink respectful. during a national tragedy. Well, actually, that's probably the best I, um... time to drink, but. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm drinking the Budweiser. <laughs> well, you're being very Herzog through and through, but I'm trying to essence Floki from uh, Vikings. <laughs> like, they, they sound exactly the same. To me. I'm Floki. Uh, sorry, I'll stop that now. It's because me and Emma have been watching uh, Vikings and I love Floki so much in it. I know. You know how, like, you... Um, are a bit of a cultural heathen when it comes to very specific franchises. Like, I would say, well, we said before, Harry Potter, Harry Potter Marvel, I'd say. You're not Never a seen, big Star yeah. Wars. Star Wars, Marvel. Um, uh, uh, I missed out on the hype of Vikingsy because I watched the first, like, three episodes, I think, uh, and I liked it. I just, you know, when you, there's ones who went, that was really good, and then I never put it on again. Uh, honestly, and then the next time I, I looked into it, it was... Um, 
uh, I, it was like fucking five seasons in, and I was like, so ah, that's a lot to My favorite on. thing is medieval history, and like, mm. I adore, absolutely adore it. I got lucky that I grew up, and I also really like zombies. So I, I, mm. I grew up in the zombie renaissance, like, do you know, like the end of the 2000s and like early 2020s? Oh, like you couldn't Vikings for couldn't sure. throw a fucking cat without it in a zombie film. Everything was a zombie <laughs> film. It was so much yeah. zombie stuff, and there's loads of medieval stuff like Vikings. Vikings just were huge. So, Last Kingdom, one of the best TV shows ever. Vikings mm. is amazing. Then there was a whole thing like Game of Thrones, like loads of like that kind of stuff came out. Um, I rewatched. I watched Vikings first. I loved it, and then it drifted off. It got quite poor towards the end. Um, but then Last Kingdom came out, and I thought, oh, Last Kingdom is the best. It's really well. It has, like, six series. It knows what it is. I do love Last Kingdom. But then I rewatched Vikings, and they and I thought they were, like, interchangeable. I thought, well, they're the same storyline, the same kind of thing. They are so different, and Vikings mm. is so up your street. It's so rich in, like, history. Because originally it was a history show. It was, it was on a uh, history I remember channel. Because I remember I had to download it from the, like, uh, on maybe the not-so-legal website, yeah. <laughs> where it was... Um, uh, yeah, it was a. And I was like, History Channel. I was like, yeah. his, like, don't they just like fucking ancient alien documentaries <laughs> or, or, and shit um, like that? That, that forged in fire, where it's like 40 old men who like start making oh, knives. Oh, God, yeah. Um, my fucking my stepdad watches like it was like The Hunt for the Lost Treasure or something. And it's like these guys, are, it's on like eight seasons. They're going, We're definitely going to get it this year. And it's like, it's not ever Yeah, Bigfoot. And then he saw that history. Yeah. Uh, but it's I rewatched Vikings, and you know, you love your North, Mesolo- North Mesolo- mm. mythology, Jesus. Um, it's like so steeped in that, like so much so. Oh, I thought I it was going like to be it. off-putting for Em. I thought she'd find it too, mm. uh, like deep in law and history. Mm. Um, but it, the, the characters and stuff make it accessible. So if you're not that bothered about all the the history side of it, or that like all the cultural things, off, yeah. like it's and it's really like kind of artsy at periods. Like it's so much. Um, uh, what do you call it when you have like uh, things on the screen that kind of depict like? Um, uh, like not just metaphors, but like it's very symbolic. So there's loads of like in crazy yeah. intense the symbolism. So like people like like it's it's a lot. It's actually, it's too much it, slow motion. There's loads it a bit of like um, it's a bit like the Northman where like yeah. it starts off and you think yeah. it's like a, a normal kind. Of, you think it's oh I'll follow like hack a guy. A real hack and slash, and then yeah. it gets a bit like ethereal, like, and it's yeah, just, you don't know if it's in his head or like if it's yeah, like a yeah, mystical definitely. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. Sometimes like they'll have like they'll see premonitions and you just have to accept that's part of the show, even though the rest mm. of the show is steep in reality. But I think the idea is saying, well, this is their reality, but it's classic, man. You'd really yeah. like it. Um, oh, you, I, you should I 100% it. give it a go. We've, I, I, the first four series are amazing and it does drop off. And I think I'm one of the few out of people who I know who've watched it, have watched all of it. Um, and I stuck with it as a slog towards the end, but it, the first four series are fantastic. I um, think it's just one of those things. Like, I, with everything, uh, you know, I always I think this. I go, oh, that's meant to be an amazing series, and I, I look at how much seasons there are to watch. Yeah, and it's like how many episodes is it a season? Would you say it's about eight to ten? Eight to ten, and I think that's going to be what fifty hours of my life. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, but but I what I say oh, is, I got to sit do... down and watch it. But I, I know as soon as I watch like the first. Three, you don't four, need to. I would say it. you could can count it as series one to four as its own thing, because after mm. that the story changes dramatically and there's a new cast, set cast and stuff. Um, um, this is what this is. Uh, I'll explain now. Uh, I won't do a spoiler for anyone who's listening. I saw an episode I, I, um, just at random, and as long as it was episode four, or five. Yeah. Uh, sorry, series four, or five, or whatever. Um, uh, and I can probably guess 
what the event that changes everything is. Yeah, I think you um, know. You've told me before. Yeah. So, but but that yeah. that doesn't. Even though you've seen that thing, that doesn't really matter because by the time you see what you saw, that kind of storyline's over. You've had a but, blast. Yeah. yeah, and and Vikings Valhalla, the spinoff. The the first series was bad. The second series is really good. So, I, but again, I'm just a sucker for oh, this okay. era. So, Vikings Valhalla, the second series is class. It's really, really good. Did you ever get around to watching that um, King Arthur thing that came yeah. out on ITV? Honestly, you know, like I, I have a blank cool. spot for nearly every other cultural touchstone that we've uh, been since, like any Marvel film, Star Wars film, Harry Potter, all that mm. stuff that like took everyone. I spent all my time watching these. So, I've watched the last. I think I got nearly all of you boys onto Last Kingdom. I was a big. Yeah. Uh, I I watched. I got my friends into Valhalla. I've even watched my very. The only thing I've ever watched that is, um, uh, oh, I forgot the name of it now. Like anime Viking thing. Oh, uh, Vinland Saga. Vinland, yeah, that. Vinland Saga. Oh, watch, watching it at the moment, yeah, that is actually very good. Yeah, and we get so we uh, Welsh get a good rep in that. As yeah, well, they have like they, surprisingly they, Vinland Saga is like a Japanese manga series, and I like those words I've never said before out loud. I've never watched any of that stuff, yeah. um, and I thought it was too. Uh, too much to get into. I thought it'd be too hard to get into that kind of um, uh, yeah. To get past, wrong. it's got its, anim- it's got its anime tropes and stuff like that, which yeah, which I thought I'd find really off putting, but it's it's like, but it's so cool to see yeah. like them zoom out and you see the map and they've got they've got the stuff in Welsh, like they, yeah, they call them, it Banay Brechenio, yeah, Banay Brechenio. Yeah. They got like the old uh, kingdom names and stuff. Yeah. And it's, uh, we call it Welas and all that, even mm. though. I mean that that's what the the, the Saxons um, would call it. They Saxons would have called it there yeah. to be fair. Well, but we, yeah. we've gone heavy for the Viking child ready. I think because oh, yeah. uh, uh, it's just on the shows that we like anyway. But should we mm. quickly just say maybe we don't need to do uh normal stuff. If we just mention the the Patreon, um, oh yeah, uh, we won't do a huge plug for it because we don't want to bore you. But the Patreon's available for you to sign up to now. Um, there's going to be an episode. There'll probably be two episodes maybe by the time you sign up. But there's um, yeah, some content on there ready for you, and we've already had a yes, good uptick of people uh... signed up. So thank you so much for everyone who's joined. Um, we're gonna wait a little bit till we start thanking people because we want to be we're recording these in advance, so we just want to be a bit more yeah, we're properly set up. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to find us, we're Tales for Wales, uh, but it's the unlike our normal handles. We're not that uh, we're Tales for Wales, all the words, not the. Uh, letter four in the middle because mm. I know we are that on other things. So yeah, if you want to find us on Patreon, just Google us. We you know uh, not Google us. Search on the Patreon. We'll be easy to find. Um, but yeah, we're tales four whales, all the words. Um, and we've got you know our usual like shit just realize, stuff like that. You'll be able to see us. Yeah, on the week on the episode before this, we didn't tell them where to find us. <laughs> we didn't. Oh, yeah. Classic. But, oh, <laughs> once again, we, we always biff it. Sharp, sharp, and but we we people might not know what Patreon is. Um, so oh. Patreon is like a, a podcast app that loads of people use to give their listeners extra content and it's a way of funding shows but you get something back so instead of before where you used to just send us money which we were incredibly grateful for but you, you sent us money and you didn't get anything in return so this way you can contribute to the the cost of running the pod and all the money we get from it we're putting back into the pod for like marketing and stuff um, and yeah, this way you'll get bonuses. So if you contribute £5 a month, you get two bonus episodes every month. If you contribute £10, you get personalised stuff like that. So if you head over to that Patreon, the link will be in the notes. You can find out all the yeah. extra stuff you get. And we, yeah, we dedicate a lot of this to you, the Patreon subscribers, because you're making this a lot easier to do. It's yeah, we, a lot we, of financial for a long time we thought... 
for a long time we thought we didn't really have a time to like do a uh, extra paid membership stuff to but there was there was a lot of clamoring for it from you yeah. guys um yeah uh we, we kept getting asked again and again and we thought christ if there's people actually asking for it maybe we should give it a go so yeah we're, um, we're very happy that um we've got a couple of signups already and we've hit like a good rhythm for like down for for recording and we, we've hit like a a good stride of how we should do it and um like we yeah we're, them. we're for a change we're like quite ahead of our normal records so it gives us a little bit of a leeway to do these yeah. ones. And they're funny. Yeah, we, so we tend to do them after recording a proper episode, so they're a bit more loosey-goosey, mm. but they're, yeah, they're a good laugh. There we are. That's our, that's our haphazard promotion for the, like, the <laughs> fifth time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should actually write out the promotion. And, and maybe, then, and... maybe. I mean, what we're doing now in working, so... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, every single time we've done it, we've missed something important. Like last time, we didn't even tell them the actual way to find <laughs> us. Hello. And we've yeah. never told them what Patreon is. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, sorry. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there in the end. <laughs> yeah, this is a journey for all of us. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for coming along with us. Yeah. All right, shall I get into the... Oh, do you want to do... Should we read out a thing? Or should we just get straight in this week? Yeah, go on, Just get straight yeah. into it. You, uh, you, you t- tell the, the gang what you're, we're talking oh, about today. Well, we all know what we're talking about. We've just spoke about Vikings. Oh, <laughs> don't <laughs> even get me started on the episode title, mate. <laughs> So, yeah, you know we're talking about Vikings. We just spoke about Vikings for 10 minutes, mm. and the title's called Vikings in Wales. <laughs> That's how me and Emma, my partner, always speak to each other. We always try to break our voice. We go, oh, I love you. <laughs> so weird. You two um, just do the weirdest yeah. shit together. We, it is, we, it's endearing, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's I don't know where it comes from sometimes. I often send you voice notes of her when I'm, I make her send you a voice note. Or like, It'll us just, talking. Yeah. It'll be it'll be you singing to me doing some absolute made up crap, yeah, and then and then it'll turn. I'll it'll be a brief pause, and then it'll be Emma singing to me. I was like, oh, she's in on it. She knows that he does this. Yeah. <laughs> I do send you a lot of songs. You do this. Oh, there we are. That's something for the Patreon. I'll chuck yeah. all them on there. Oh yeah, we'll put a bunch, bunch of the songs on because I'm quite yeah. proud of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Vikings in Wales. Do you know much about this? I have briefly read a little bit uh, when I was, you know, that Princes of Wales episode we did, and I like the book that that was kind of based on. It was it had a lot more in it than what I put in that episode, but it touched on like how the Vikings come over, and because like they had a big lot to do with Ireland, yeah, we had yeah, a lot of dealings with them and stuff, and they yeah. almost had like a foothold then because they could get to North Wales as well. Oh well, yeah, right, cool. So I won't I'll, spoil I'll it. That. Yeah, go on, no, um, but I was gonna say. Sometimes when I listen back to the old ones, I'm like, oh, I wish we did them now because we know so much more. But like, mm. we only know so much more because we've done those ones and we've we've done this for a year. Like, you know, we yeah. it's like if we'd have done this because that book you read before, you did a whole episode on like Welsh princes. But that book where, even was only like it was it had maybe like twenty two Welsh rulers in it, including like Gwenllian and stuff like that. But it only did like real like tip of the iceberg stuff. Yeah, That's so but it was, it was a good place to start, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, exactly. So we got probably a lot of those people we've mentioned before. We're probably going to do actual Definitely. in-depth stuff on. Yeah. So anyway, Vikings. I want to start off with who they are. So they're Vikings. They're from Scandinavia, which is present-day Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. 
uh, which I always find mad. Like you had these renowned world, terror, world renowned, terrifying, like brutish berserkers, like mm. country conquerors tearing down ancient towns and cities that have been around since the Romans, and yeah. they're like yapping like Wally Walrus. Like I hate the how does he say Woody Woodpecker? I hate King Alfred and the pesky Woodpecker. Yeah. Don't mess with me. I'll tear down your uh, your little shanty townhouse. Yeah. It's Woody. It's just it's <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Alfred. Um, <laughs> yeah, these, these absolute uh, beasts. Um, now we know the Vikings. Uh, so we know the Vikings changed the course of the history of the United Kingdom. They led mm. to England uniting and eventually being defeated by the descendants of Vikings in the form of the Normans. Mm. But before that, the Norsemen uh, had settled in many parts of England and ruled for themselves. And they ruled under what they called Dane law in places like York. So like York became this huge central hub for Vikings mm. before it was anything massive in England. It's called Jorvik. Um, oh, and, it was, yeah. and then it became like one of the capitals of England. It was often used by Edward Longshanks as his capital. Uh, and that was set up by the, by the Normans. They've no, sorry, not York. just the Normans. It was, it was set up. York. <laughs> They've sacked York. Um, it was set up by the Vikings. So the, I'm not sure if I made that clear. Normans are descendants of Vikings. They're Vikings who settled in Normandy. Um, mm. And then Vikings also coexisted at the same time, but they were from Scandinavia. But um, So when the Vikings took over Normandy, they settled there, became Normans. The other ones who stayed in Scandinavia just stayed in yeah. Vikings. They sort of became their own sort of offshoot then, didn't they, over yeah. their sort of... However many years, I'm assuming. A couple of hundred years, I'm, yeah. Yeah, a couple of hundred years. Yeah. yeah, go on, you, you carry on. Yeah. It's always a crampy style. No, no, not at all. Um, so, yeah, we know the, the 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 Vikings we're talking about, the ones from before, mm. like, 1066 time, um, the ones who came over in the 700s and, and stuff like that, they had conquered parts of England and colonialised it, and they had their own mm. proper towns. They ended up getting, getting, they had settlements with kings, so they could end up having, like, actual thriving communities like you said they conquered loads of Ireland and they conquered Dublin and set up Dublin as a massive base so they, Dublin had loads of Viking kings and stuff in charge of the place um, mm. and they also conquered loads of the Hebridean islands of Scotland and settled in mainland Scotland so um, some of the Norwegian kings uh, of the Vikings would settle up in the Hebridean islands as their like central place for a while uh, but unlike Ireland, Scotland and England Wales had resisted any significant colonialisation from the Vikings. Um, and it's not because they didn't try. They did try. But um, as I'll get to, they never managed to get a proper significant foothold. Um, now, the first recorded raid on Wales occurred in 1852. Most of these early recorded assaults from the Norsemen, Northmen uh, were on places in North Wales, like Anismorn or in English mm. Anglesey. Um, and so this early period, like 852... Did I say 1852? I, I, you I did earlier, yeah. I was yeah. thinking that seems quite late for, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for the first recorded one. Yeah. No. So the first recorded Lakes Raid of Wales occurred in yeah. 852. We do that all the time where we add like a one in front of it. Um, oh, mate, I was, uh, for, for anyone who listened to our last episode, uh, I meant to say 18... 80 something or 18 in front of everything the amount yeah. of times i say 19 but i'm just hoping you guys just <laughs> look no. over that also someone once mentioned to us did i say this on the pod that we we got the um the time when i was on that speed awareness course i said if you stop one mile over 31 if you stop 31 if you pick the break if you go 31 miles per hour in a 30 it takes you eight miles to stop 
uh, yeah. longer. I, mean, I knew what you, you meant. You meant yeah. eight mile an hour, like yeah. you're going eight mile an hour faster when you break or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But you, you just went, yeah, 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 I know. And someone said to me, it's like, you don't take eight miles to stop by going one mile faster. That's the equivalent of going from like, <laughs> like Panath to Cardiff. It's like, oh my God. Imagine <laughs> the, the brake screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like in 20 minutes yeah i knew what you meant at, at the time and then instead of considering an audience i went i get him i know what he's on about <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so this part here in so so this in the 800s um and the following years is like i'm gonna call that and it's described as phase one of the viking assault so yeah, like I said, this so is often described. Make... So this first recorded one is the start of phase one of these Viking assaults on our beloved Wales. Um, hmm. The Welsh Latin annals, commonly known as the Annals Cambria, uh, which is like the written history of a period. Um, these Annals Cambria are a key source of like the political impact the Vikings had on Wales. And these annals frequently refer to Viking raids on various parts of Wales. For example, in 853, they say that Anglesey ravaged by black heathens um, and throughout these annals, they refer to the Vikings as black heathen or heathen, which is also how they're described in the Irish annals. Um, then another important source for the chronic is the Chronicle of the Princes, or Brut Atosogion in Welsh. Hmm. Um, the Chronicle records an attack circa 853 on Mona, or Mona, uh, the Latin name for Anismorn, um, or in English, Anglesey, in which the island was destroyed by these pagans. That's how it records it. Um, it was it's interesting, getting... isn't it, that they called the um, the Vikings pagans yeah. uh, when we sort of the the Welsh are descendant from what what would have been called well, pagans. This Back period, the they would be yeah. Christian. So at this time in Wales, we were Celtic Christians. Oh yeah, Christian. yeah, it'd be yeah. like Celtic Christians. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. but yeah. that's the same trouble they had in England. Like they used to call the Saxons pagans, and uh, mm. and then the pagan, then the Anglo Saxons settled and called they became Christian and called the. The Norse pagans, you know, so it is funny. A pagan just means not Christian, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just like yeah, not or, or just not what not what I fucking do. And yeah, then it's like the, the <laughs> yeah. baddies. Yeah, but yeah, this recorded attack in eight fifty three on Anismorn, like they torched the place. It was absolutely destroyed. Mm. Uh, they then they, they burned it to the ground, killed killed everybody who was there, and it became a base for the Vikings to settle and defend whilst they were getting replenished and restocked. And that's what they did in Dublin and other places. They'd often find somewhere to defend and then wait for their reinforcements to come, you know, get get re- replenished. And they'd done that all over England, Scotland and Ireland. But there was one plucky little fella who came to save the day mm. in Wales. And that plucky little fucker was called Rodri Ap Medivin, a.k.a. your friend and mine, the late, the great Rodri Maur. And yeah, baby... We've got to do a whole episode. Of course, we're going to do a deep dive on him. We listen, mate. We're going to do it, yeah. But for now, this is a quick snapshot. He is often dubbed the first Welsh ruler to be given the title Maur, or in English, Great. So he's called Rodri Mm. the Great, or Rodri Maur. Um, Rodri rose to power during a tumultuous era where the fate of Welsh kingdoms was often determined by the power of their leaders. And he was such a powerful ruler, ruling in most of Wales, which was the kingdoms. Of, so he ruled the kingdoms of Gwynedd, Powys, and Saesachog. Didn't say that very well. Oh, Saesachog, yeah. That one yeah. doesn't get a lot of airtime no. in history. It's an ancient, but it was no. yeah. It's a uh, it was 
not the biggest, was it? But that used to be quite a major one. And I think that got, didn't that get adopted into one of the others? I can't remember, yeah. like officially. So like, and it just, like, that just went then, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, we, we still have Gwynedd today. We still have Powys today. We don't have the mm. Haybarth in the West, which he did end up taking over. Um, but he, uh, yeah, Seisachlig. Uh, Seisachlig. How can you say it to me? Seisachlig. Say so stuff like yeah. He uh, that that's when that kind of just like yeah, like I said, it got incorporated. But you don't hear about that so much. Um, but it's ancient. This is like over a thousand years ago. Oh yeah, um, that one got like incorporated so early on, wasn't it? That it became yeah. I can't remember which one it came, it got incorporated into. To be honest, uh, but then it, that just became what it say it went into Paris or something. That was yeah. just Paris from then on, wasn't it? And so yeah, he was this powerful ruler of three kingdoms now. And he had the, he did the impressive job of fighting off the Anglo Saxons to the east and fighting the Vikings to the north and the west. Mm-hmm. And before I go back to the Vikings, when I was researching Rodri Vard, I stumbled upon his descendants, who include famous rulers like Hoalbar, which just shows like nepotism has always been at play. Like the amount of times we go, oh, this is the descendant of Llewellyn Ap Griffith or Llewellyn Vard, yeah. or, you know, uh, Hoalbar came from Rodri Vard. Um, and then, <laughs> fucking insane turn up for the books, another descendant. It's apparently Eminem. No. Eminem. <laughs> Sir, M&M. Sir Marshall Bell. of Mathers himself. Sir, Sir Marshall the Great. <laughs> yeah. There was an S for C, which is like the Welsh language Channel 4 show, and an article about him and some stuff on the Wales Online. Um like I said, like yeah, he showed his they they, they did research on him and he's related to Rodri Maur, which um if he's related to royalty. Like a- like an episode of like who do you think you are? Well, it was a Welsh M&M's version of who do you think you are. It was like a Welsh <laughs> and and because he's got like a because I mean, he wasn't on the show. They just did it about him because they didn't have the resources to bring him over. But they just did a I show. I was about to say that that's too big a budget for for <laughs> yeah. not to slam him. But yeah. But I was thinking if he's related to royalty, then surely we are. It does seem like everyone at some point has some link to kings of the past because like kings were like incessant shaggers, weren't they? So well, like, yeah, for the most part. And like I just think, well, if if someone who now lives in america in like detroit like surely we got some royal blood in us we got just, just trying come on put us on the fucking throne <laughs> i dare you yeah, yeah. um sorry back to the, the vikings uh so by the time the vikings were stinking up the place in a miss morn um in the kingdom of Gwynedd, which is in north wales uh rodri was the king there so he was absolutely having none of it so like he he was in charge of these two other kingdoms but like Gwynedd was his uh, bread and butter, which he inherited from his dad, um, and uh, so yeah, he he managed to lead a successful resistance against the uh, Norse brutes. And uh, in eight fifty five to eight fifty six, Rodri won an important, emphatic win, killing the Danish leader King Gorm. Um, and then two further victories by Rodri recorded uh, in the Brutal Tour for eight seventy two. The first battle was at a place named uh, as Bangolai where the Vikings in Ennisborn were again defeated in a vicious battle that apparently uh, apparently lasted incredibly long. It was incredibly fierce. Um, mm. And the second battle was again in the north, and it was kind of them mopping up any remaining Vikings, so it wasn't as intense, but it was just them kind of like clearing the scores. Yeah, stamping there. them out. Yeah. Um, I always think it's quite interesting. Like um, You look back in the like Celtic culture, uh, I, I, it'll be before this now, because like you said, at this point in time, they'd have been like Celtic Christians as opposed to like you know diehard Celts that came before yeah. but there's so much um in common with Celts and uh the old Norse like the whole thing of a good death is yeah, like worth pursuing and there's shield a, you know, maidens shield maidens things like that and it's um 
yeah, I always find it very interesting that you, you, you never hear, you never see Celts in sort of popular culture. Vikings, everyone knows about like Valhalla yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, that how the, uh, that's why Vikings were so like revered as good warriors because they, they fucking craved like a good death. It was, yeah. it, was it, it was a, it was a worthwhile pursuit for them. I do think uh, that's the, think... the smartest thing any religion's ever done. You know, like religions often need to control the masses. Mm. Um, if you were a warfaring nation, and you could be like, oh, actually, the best way to get to heaven, to salvation, is to die fighting for our cause. It's like such a clever way of doing. It. And it's like, like well, the hard, what... the hard, the harder you fight, the like yeah. sort of the yeah. better rank you'll have in heaven. Like, yeah. like you'd you be like, yeah, why wouldn't I fucking throw myself into battle? Yeah, yeah. Um, and another reason, I'm not sure if I cover this in my notes later on, but just in case I don't. The reason uh, Wales fared better was, surprisingly, Wales was like usually very disjointed. It had lots of kingdoms made up of Wales. So like mm. we said, De Haybath, Powys, Gwent, um, Glamorgan, Gwynedd, mm. all these places. Because he controlled a large swathe of it, like these, he owned massive kingdoms. Gwynedd was huge, Powys was massive. Um, mm. He could call upon soldiers quickly and they wanted to fight for him, whereas in like England you had these three you had like you know East Anglia you had like eight I think it's like seven or eight kingdoms and then you had Cornwall and then you had like uh, the north where Britain's was all there and then you had the Scottish Um, it was far less like as if you watch those like the Vikings you realise they end up having to lean on each other who are like enemies like Northumbria and East Anglia and and Wessex all have to rely on each other but they can often be slow to so say if you're getting attacked, they sometimes want you to be attacked, so you're weakened. So when they do arrive, they have less, you know. So if say I mean you were allies, and also yeah, I, I get what you mean. If if Northumbria was under attack, yeah. you might. If you're a neighbouring nation, you might go wait a bit longer. Oh, let's wait a little bit, and then the terms of me coming in will be very yeah. very generous. Then you know, be yeah. like, right, I'll take a bit and, of your and land when I fucking help you beating back. Those kingdoms often had alliances with each other in writing, and it's you know, if I get attacked, you come. If you get attacked, I come because I'll the enemy of my enemy. You know, the bigger the fact that the the yeah i don't like you but i hate the vikings more and they're a threat to both yeah. of us so they team up but they would often stitch each other up whereas wales didn't have that problem at this time so they could call on a large army so uh roger won these massive battles because he could also call upon his men mm. um and then i'm going to quickly read from the anglo-saxon chronicles of 893 where it's recorded that viking armies were being pursued by combined forces of the west saxons and the north Welsh along the river seven and it's one of those instances where I just kind of mentioned that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And a lot of these old yeah. enemies in Britain decided there was enough people to hate and kill before you had yeah, a bunch I'd of ra- Vikings. rather stamp out the Vikings than like, yeah. have a quarrel with you now. You know, we can fight another day once we've got the Vikings out of here. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so this mixed army of Saxons and Welsh combined and engaged in battles of the Vikings, which culminated in this great battle of Buttington, which Jack's going to cover in a few weeks' time. So I think that's mm. in like two weeks' time. Jack's going to do the Battle of Buttington. Um, which will be interesting. And um, and that's kind of the end of phase one. The, at the end of Battle of Buttington, it's like the, the that's where we phase sort one of kicked them out finishes. for a little bit, is it? Like yeah. Quelled the, the invasion. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it quelled the silent invasion that's going on. So in this mm. part, they're trying to colonialize and they're trying to do what they did in other countries. And that kind of stopped here. So now we go to phase two. And it's around 100 years after the first phase. And it's when these horny helmeted mates of ours, aka the Vikes, decided not to bother mm. settling due to the fierce and unified resistance. And so I just read my notes when I, I realized I mentioned this a second ago, but it's worth mentioning, as I said, that Rodri was like sole ruler compared to the other places and he could rely on yeah. allies. And it just shows that the United Wales could be so powerful, but it just could never grow up and stop bickering. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's those moments in history that, you know, we often 
romanticized where it's like when when you got someone who is at the helm and they yeah. lead, lead like maybe two or three of the kingdoms and it's like things go so well yeah. and it's like oh, why I don't mean, you they're... see how well it's going you know <laughs> and it's like and then as soon as it as soon as you split up there's always a divide and then we just do shit at the bed you do again. forget though how important uh character is like uh, in terms of like having an enigmatic leader like you know you oh, have yeah. like Barack Obama and then in America people mm. on the left were so much more connected Donald Trump mm. having him you know it disagrees with politics or whatever but he you know how he unites people compared to anybody else against him well you can't doubt that he yeah gets the people <laughs> yeah. gets bums on seats doesn't he like Keir Starmer here isn't like a, he means nothing he's got no substance either way like Rishi they're just so uninspiring no matter like if you're on the left mm. Keir Starmer's not really impressive if you're on the right Rishi Sunak's not impressive there's just not there's no if you have a proper strong leader I think sometimes I forget the importance of a leader and like you oh, yeah. realize when charisma like, cannot be yeah. a mistake and it like that being able to fucking convince you that yeah what is you're saying is worth hearing that is like such a um a huge tool and also i just said a second ago um they should stop bickering like a pair of tarts that's not sexist because tarts can be boys or girls right so you can't exactly. do me for it exactly. <laughs> um, anyway the vikings uh so they knew they couldn't set up an established camp to build upon like they had done in Ireland and the UK. So they instead now opted for raiding, something they knew how to do like amazingly well with devastating mm. effect. Um, so in the latter half of the 10th century, the Vikings carried out horrendous raids on the undefended coastal lowlands uh, areas for attack. So uh, the, uh, like the Unismorn, uh, so sorry, the monasteries at Penmon and Cadgubby uh, at Unismorn and Toywin in Gwynedd and St. David's in Clonoganfoud, uh, St. Dogmails in Pembrokeshire, Llanbadan in Ceredigion, Llantrit Major and Llancavan in Vale Glamorgan. So that's like yeah, all of the coastal right, areas of Wales. The closest bits to the sea, essentially, yeah. which is like the absolute And if you MO, picture yeah. Wales, looks like a pig's head. The map of Wales does, which I always find <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, they kind of just did all of the coast. And these raids involved. <laughs> what are you going to say? He did his ears. They did his head. They did his <laughs> yeah. snout. Did a little snare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, these raids involved stealing all the wealth from the holy sites that were often undefended. So raging, uh, like raping, pillaging, and murdering swathes of these coastal towns, which is where we're from. So that was pretty terrifying. And they did mm. attack Barry and the the like Vale of Morgan. Um, the they in so 19- if we were still if we were still on our Celtic roots. We wouldn't have these monasteries full of gold because all the gold and the worthwhile <laughs> yeah. stuff would be in the bottom of a fucking lake where we'd thrown it in. So <laughs> yeah, that'll show. Been golden. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so this is kind of I, I'll get to this in a bit, but it, it, it's detrimental to to the Celtic Church, which is which was very prominent at the time. The Celtic Church was huge in Wales, but um, the Vikings plundered so much and took so much of the gold and stuff and all the, the valuable stuff there. Um, in 1989, Manedith Ap Owain, whose great-great-grandson of Rodri Maud, paid a group of Vikings mm. a penny per head in exchange of all the Welshmen they'd captured and taken into slavery during their raids. So, like, people, Oof. like, leaders having to buy back their people because so many people were getting stolen. Yeah. And this was the way the Vikings, anyway, was never making much headway in the mainland, but just being an awful nuisance on the outskirts. Like, yeah, I was like, going to say, just an absolute thorn in the side. 
Uh, also, awful on the outskirts. It sounds like an album from like an indie landfill band from the two thousands. Like, I bet that you look awful on the outskirts. Say... Red Lake in nineteen sixty four. I was gonna say, are you about to say that like, uh, and of course, awful on the outskirts was that manic preach, uh, manic street preacher song that they brought out in uh, whatever. <laughs> I was thinking because I was like, awful on the outskirts, baby. Like, no, I tried to make that work to. Uh, I bet that you look awful on the outskirts, ready like a Viking oh, in nineteen sixty-four. So sorry that that was well missed on me. That went right over my head. <laughs> That's quite good. I'm proud of that. That was good. Yeah, now you explained it. It was good. Um, and in 1991, uh, the brute, that thing that brute to Osaki on, I mentioned, records an attack on an Wait, You're gonna have to say it again. Because you said 1991, uh, I would have been one years old. I'm assuming this didn't Jesus, happen. Jesus, we're so dyslexic, man. In yeah. 991, uh, the brute that like uh, that annual history recorded big book of like Welsh history records an attack on Anismorn by the pagans once again. This time on Ascension Thursday, which I, I don't think I looked into any further than that. But it must be a Ascension holy day. Ascension Thursday <laughs> sounds intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in 1999, the Vikings depopulated in quotations, which is such a posh way of saying killed the shit and fuck out of the place. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they depopulated. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, why use the euphemism. And... I know. <laughs> yeah. But they said they depopulated uh, Menevia, which was a Catholic diocese in South Wales. And I don't quite know what, hmm. what to do with diocese's. Um, I think. And I'm, the, I'm uh, this is, I'm not 100% on this. It's only from what I read about the St. David stuff. It's like, di, di, uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Dionysus, diocese. Yeah. I can't. D I O S C E S E. Diocese or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's like the area that, that priest or uh, whatever covers. I think. Mm. Well, so like St David's diocese was um, well down in St David's. Yeah, see, West Wales um, kind of thing. Yeah, so I think it's, it's something to do with that. Yeah. Well, that's I what mean, they did. So they correct de-pop- us if I'm wrong, guys. Yeah. Well, they depopulated this uh, place called Maniba, and then they killed the bishop there, uh, Bishop Morgani. Mm. Um, and then in the same year, Meredith Appleby, dubbed uh, one of the most celebrated kings of the Britons, when he died, um, it, it, the kingdoms of Dubbed were raided. Following his death, it was like kind of open slaughter for people in Dubbed uh, because they lost their ruler. Um, mm. So, like, like I said, they, they didn't make a huge headway, but they weren't. It, you know, they still had an impact. They, they weren't just like oh, yeah. they left Wales alone after this. They, they just tried an invasion, didn't work, and then they just stuck to what they knew: raiding parties from mostly almost, from Dublin. It's like petty. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. can't take you, can we? Right, fuck yeah. off then. We're going to just be a real knobhead yeah. team. And, and, and they did yeah, the, the entire tits. coastline, so you couldn't be waiting to to defend. Um, it, they'd hit anywhere. Um, I imagine the, living, on, living anywhere on the coast at that point would be... Oh, you'd so scary. You, I, you'd almost think everyone would like retreat inland because you'd be like, fuck this, like, I don't want to well, be... There is... A Viking raid could happen at any point. In Barry, which is named after St. Baddock, um, mm. There's a if you go to Jackson Bay, there's the old church of St Baddock, which got attacked because the way the hill goes, you couldn't see the Vikings come up the hill, and they came from flat home and steep home in in, uh, in the oh, Seven no Estuary. And um, whenever I walk the dog there, I just think, "Fuck, that'd be so scary to just see them like yeah. climbing up this cliff edge." Maybe um, said they had cool f- as fuck looking boats as well with like dragons fucking yeah. carved into them and all sorts of things. Yeah, it would do a, it'd be scary, man. Scary. Get scary. Um, so now, yeah, we're now on to phase three. Um, 
which is happened in the 11th century, so the 10 hundreds. And during this period, the Viking presence in Severn Estuary, which is the channel between England and Wales, uh, ramped up again, with many parts of the south were ravaged, and Vikings started to actually make bases and set up along the periods. So one account from this period recalls how Count Alaf, a Dane in a series of King Canute, plundered and marauded across Glamorgan in South Wales without having to fight any huge armies or strong resistance. The clergy uh, of the monastery of St. Cadog, which is in Barry as well, uh, or well, is in the village of Clancavan, fled to the Holy Relics and fled to the Holy Relics and the shrine of St. Cadog. So they got attacked, they ran away, they got to uh, Monmouthshire, only to be attacked again by Vikings, and this time the attacker killed a bunch of monks and he took his axe to the shrine of the shrine of St. Cadog. Um, and I'm not sure if we discussed this before, but the last invasion and the battle with the Vikings. Uh, mm. That first started raiding. So, you know, we said earlier there's like Vikings and there's Normans, uh, and there's a yeah. kind of crossover to who genetically they are. But um, mm. the first Viking raid started in the UK in 793, and then the last happened in 1066. And if you're thinking, oh, that's convenient, because the, the same year that the Normans conquered. So, yeah. in essence, the English were fighting the remaining Vikings of the past, and then this modern version of Vikings in the form of the feudal knights from Normandy. So, in England, they were fighting Vikings from the first set of Vikings, plus their hybrid, the, the Normans. The Normans, um, yeah. And I know this is a Welsh history podcast, but please allow me this for a moment, because I find it really fascinating. Yeah. No, um, go this, for it. The last invasion from the Vikings that we were talking about now, so aka not the Normans, mm. the Vikings who we talk of in like. You know, uh, the TV show Vikings, Horned Helms. Yeah, what is popularly seen as those two horned helms, even though I don't think they they actually wore those, but still. So the last invasion from them was led by Harold Hadrada, and he was invading Harold of Wessex, also known as Harold Godwinson. So Godwinson was down the south of England with a great big army of English awaiting the invasion of the Normans led by William the Conqueror. So that's kind of like, everyone knows this. Uh, well, lots of people know this. And if you went mm. to school, people often get taught about this because um, it's mm. kind of how England's defined. Um, but most of his men, so so Harold Godwinson was waiting down in the south, waiting for this attack from France. Uh, with most of his men, um, they, were, they were militia and they needed to be sent back home in September time to do their harvest. Um, and then whilst this was happening, Harold Hadrada invaded further up north in England. So Harold, uh, Harold Godwinson had to leave his position in the south, hurry as fast as he could, picking up troops along the way. And he got to York in, and he had to beat Harold Hadrada in the Battle of Stamford Bridge. And um, apparently it was a surprise attack and he obliterated Harold Hadrada. He obliterated his brother, uh, who is also turned against him. And this is the last battle the Vikings that we regard as Vikings ever had in the UK. And it's also regarded as the end of the Viking era. This battle was the last thing they saw and did. But it came at a huge yeah. cost. He, like uh, Howard Gunderson, lost a huge amount of men himself. And then William invaded really quickly after. So he had to head all the way back down again with his men battered. Bond, uh, like, so like the, the Vikings, in true fashion, had been enough of a pain in the ass to... Uh, affect a major battle. Well, that's it. So his men arrived battered, bloodied, exhausted, and then lost the Battle mm. of Hastings. So, like, mm. after 300 years of trying to conquer England, the Vikings sort of succeeded, but it wasn't them who'd rule. Just by so, proxy, almost. Yeah, yeah it would be mad. their offspring in the form of the Normans. So, like, it's, mm. it's, it's mad. Like, they spent 300 years trying to occupy England. They end up dying out. And then, but because of their last battle, they mm. weakened England enough to get conquered. Mm. Um, so, so almost like, yeah, that's a nice little tidbit in there. Like, yeah. don't be wrong. If uh, uh, I've got a huge bias to Wales, so like, if it are like Welsh offshoot, 
had won in that fashion and the yeah. real Welsh should like sort of weaken them. I'd be like, so basically we did win. So yeah, yeah, exactly. if you feel bad for the Anglo Saxons, don't you? You feel like Jesus, yeah. this guy is fighting all across the country. Um, yeah. But so that's the end of phase three, really. But I'm now going to talk about the political alliances and the cooperation because occasionally there was cooperation between Vikings and the Welsh, and mostly in the form of mercenaries mm. to support individual political ambitions and struggles of various Welsh leaders. So in like 1990, oh sorry, in, in 990, <laughs> Meredith hired a group of Vikings willing to join him in attacking Glamorgan. Um, mm. Another example was Griffith at Llewellyn, who was born in 1010 and ruled from 1039 until 1055. Um, and before I go on, we're going to cover him because he's like an A-list of like Welsh leaders. Yeah. Yeah, just in case people think we're going to skip over him. And the reason he's so important is he's regarded as the last and the first, sorry, the first and the last native king to rule all of Wales. And that might sound at odds with what we said sometimes before, where we said Llewellyn in Llewellyn or Llewellyn the last, um, as the mm. last native king of Wales, or Llewellyn Bawr or Anglin Dwyr. Um, we've called them princes and kings of Wales, but the distinction is Griffith at Llewellyn ruled all of what we call modern Wales. Yeah, um, when we normally say like with Owain Vowell, for example, or, or um, um, yeah, Llewellyn, uh, Llewellyn up Griffith and all that, it's what it is, is they own essentially the majority of the kingdoms in Wales. Yeah. So by de facto, they yeah. own Wales. But, they, but this, what we call modern Wales now, none of them had completely controlled it. There was like the yeah. martial lords in the south or like, uh, you know, uh, rulers in West Wales and De Haybarth or whatever. So, mm. uh, so Griffith at Llewellyn was contending for... Sorry, so as I said, he was... He, we'll do a whole episode on him. But in this story now, he was contending to try and take the throne of... No, yeah, he was contending for the throne of De Haybarth in West Wales, having already been held King of Gwynedd and Powys. Mm. And he was faced with an assault by a Viking fleet led by a fellow Welshman named Howell Ab Edwin in 1044 at Um It was Howell's final attempt to keep his kingdom after he'd been driven out of De Haybarth by Griffith the year before. And I'm not going to go into any further than that because it'll be like a spoiler to that whole episode. Mm. Um Another instance is when the Vikings and the Welsh fought again in 1055, uh, when an alliance between Griffith and uh, Eilfgar, Earl of Anglo-Saxon Kingdom of East Anglia, uh, who had been exiled on charges of treason, he sacked Hereford with the help of 18 Viking ships from Dublin. Um, mm. They marched on the city on the 24th of October, and it was an obliteration for the East Anglians, uh, who were led by some poor sod called Ralph the Timid. <laughs> I hope he didn't go into the bar with that name. Jesus Christ. That's what I thought. Who, who are we having to go at? Who's fighting this? Or Ralph the yeah. Timid? I think we'll be oh, all right. We'll Jimmy shit his pants. I think we're going to be Jimmy shit pants. It's, it's old uh, uh, Jimmy the Cuck is coming into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, talk about nature or nurture. Like, calling some poor mm. bloke timid, then saying defend against his marauding Welsh and Viking army. You don't stand a chance, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the newly built cathedral built by Bishop Athelstan, who's like a really famous bishop who've, uh, who's mentioned in Vikings a lot, um, that was looted and seven of the clergymen were killed. So like the Welsh were just as like, you know, pretty barbaric as the Vikings would be mm. perceived. Uh, captives were uh, were taken and plundered. So they took slaves, they took them back to Wales and they left the city burning. So like it was pretty, pretty hard, hardcore from the Viking, Viking. When the Vikings and Welsh teamed up, it wasn't pretty... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then my last bit I'm going to go through is Viking influence in Wales. So the Vikings ended up having a big impact on the topo- toponymy in Wales. And still to today, we have a load of places in Wales that still use Norse or Viking names given to them. So toponymy is like the way names are given or the history of names. 
Um, Mm. So the reason we have lots of places in Wales named after Vikings is attributed to the early Normans. So these early Normans who settled in Wales came to Wales uh, would most likely be of the same lineage of the Viking raiders and settlers that attacked the Welsh coast in the 9th century. So when the Normans came in, in like 1066 and the following Mm. years, um, they they kind of respected the names that the Vikings before them had given. Um, So a lot of the Cymro Normans, so the, the Norman people who settled here, um, would use the names that were given to the, the before rather than the native ones. So, for example, oh, there is you. no English word for Anglesey. Anglesey is a, a, a Scandinavian word, and, and it's more is what we call it in Welsh. So when we say, oh, we'll say yeah. this in English, it's not actually an English word, it's a Scandinavian word. Um, yeah, because it's like the, the English word would be the Isle, Isle of Mona, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's what, yeah. Well, I say Isle of Mona, that was um, uh, Latin, I guess. The Latin, but, yeah. But yeah, because yeah. I've always thought of that because Anismorn, Anglesey, they're nothing alike. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of the uh, English and Welsh translations of places yeah. you can sort Sometimes. of derive yeah. where it is. Yeah. So um, yeah, by the time it came to Middle English, these words just stuck because the back, you know, that was just mm. what they use in modern English then. So, and like I said, Wales wasn't colonialised by the Vikings, so we don't have a huge amount of places named after them, but the biggest impact can be seen on the coastal areas, because that's where they did a lot of their attacking. Yeah. Um, so I've got some examples for your sweet little ear holes. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Anglesey and uh, Ismorn, uh, Scandinavian origin, a prominent, uh, and it was one of the most heavily contested places in North Wales because it's an island mm. just off North Wales where they can use well, the base. It's too easy for for people from like yeah. Ireland, uh, you know, uh, Vikings from uh, Ireland well, to get the, to, wouldn't it? That must the be English used too. it as well. The English did it a lot, mm. and um, um, you know, in, in their campaigns against Wales, they'd often go, they mm. uh, take their boats there, uh, and then the English names for Caldy Island in Welsh is Anisbeard, uh, Grassome, uh, Anisqualis, Flathome. Welsh and it's Echni and Steepholm, mm. which is just off Penarth. All of these are named after Vikings and were used as their bases when they were raided the mainland. And home mm. is spelled H O L M, and it means mm. um, it's an old Norse word for like island in an estuary. So it's like, um, uh, and it's, yeah, it's those islands you get that are like between rivers and sea. Um, ah, Wales. Second largest city, Swansea, uh, in Welsh, Abertawe, is said to have been founded by Svein Forkbeard, uh, who was shipwrecked mm. in the bay there. So there's, it, there's no English word for Swansea. It, Swansea, again, comes from... Swansea. Uh, Swansea. Svein Forkbeard. Um, <laughs> and sticking in Swansea, down the Gower Peninsula, there's a place called Worm's Head. If you've ever been there, it's like a really pretty uh, beach or like a pretty coastal path. Really, really pretty, very popular. Um and Worm's Head, I always thought it was a mad name for it. But the worm was the Norse word for dragon, and they spell it with a Y, but it's just now ah, mutated yeah, to worm. worm. Yeah. So yeah. we call it W-O-R-M-S head, but really for them it's worm. And the Vikings believe that that island looks like a sleeping dragon, which it actually does. If you look at Worm's Head, it's all craggy and scaly like a dragon resting his head. So that's yeah, why it's called worm's, uh, worm's head. head. And then in Cardiff, there are settlements along the River Taff and River Rumney, this has led to some of the capital streets still having Old Norse names. So Dumbles Road, Warnaby Street, and Lambie Way are all Viking names. No and way. The latter was a Viking settlement uh, during the trade along the River Rumney, while Dumbles Road is believed to have been another camp. Uh, and Warnaby Street hasn't changed significantly in 1,200 years, making it the oldest lane in Cardiff. And it's our favourite place for drinking, wasn't it? it? Used to be. And I was about to say, yeah, we've had some uh, altercations with bouncers on that Ooh. street for sure. Yeah, we had our own raiding party there, haven't we? <laughs> we had a few scraps <laughs> yeah. on that street. 
Um, and we had the Norwegian Church Arts Centre in Cardiff, which continues like the tradition of Scandi influence in the city. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in Milford Haven, which isn't a haven for MILFs, it's a, it's a, probably, <laughs> it's quite, it's contrary to that. Uh, no, it's in 854 AD, a Viking chief called Hubba, 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 spent the winter Hubba, there. Hubba. <laughs> Mate, you're not, you're not dissuading of this thing. Why was he going Hubba, Hubba if it wasn't Milford full of like, on, yeah. Yeah. Well, he settled there with 23 ships, bestowing the name upon the village Hubbardston. Hubba, Hubba, sorry. <laughs> and then you got Skoma and Stockholm, and you get fucking the idea. Johnny uh, Bravo, fucking oh, dogging oh, up. Come, yeah. in. Hubba, Hubba. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're all ready. Um, you get the idea. <laughs> A lot of Welsh seaside towns took the brunt of these Viking raids, but thanks to the powerful commander of Flodry Vowd, most Welsh survived and escaped from the northern. Um, and like I said earlier, the, the, the other impact they had was the Scandinavian northmen uh, attacked the rich defensive monasteries, which led to a big decline in the vitality and influence of the Celtic church. Ah, so that makes sense. From a TED talk. Hey, that's just, good. That's interesting. I just I spoke, I spoke for about an hour there. My head is killing me. <laughs> I can't breathe. My nose is bleeding. Like, <laughs> yeah, be a rubbish no, Viking. No, I was good, mate. That's interesting because you think, um, well, you certainly never see in popular media like uh, it's always the Vikings and the English. Well, it's always portrayed as the English, essentially. Yeah. It's not even well. That's like the thing. Saxons. It's, um... In Last Kingdom, it's so annoying that they pretend that, like, you know, they had that one episode, they raid North Wales, and then he goes, we are men of Wales, we do not bow down, and then it's, like, meant to be King Howell. It's just so inaccurate. I think, oh, you, it's so easy to learn that. Like, Mate, I, I yeah. think we talked about, on literally on this pod before, where we were having a pint in the water guard down the bay, and we were saying, like, oh, um, about how in, we were like, oh, King Howell's in it, and we're like, Howell, we love Howell, he's, like, fucking big time boy. And he, like, they make him look like such a fucking pussy in it. Yeah, and it's just so annoying. It's just like, it's just like, it's yeah, it's even, it's not even one like of the most like, successful more. defenders of it. Like you know, yeah. Well, like yeah, and Rodri's grandfather. Like it's Wales out of all the places in the UK wasn't conquered by the Vikings. So like, it's just mm. know, it's annoying. I don't want to end on that note. So we'll end on. Uh, can you? Yeah, subscribe to the Patreon if you have the money. If you can afford to, don't worry if you can't. Um, if you can't, we'd love it if you could review us on social, uh, review us on any platform you listen to, and follow us on social media, Tales for Wales. Oh yeah, reviews, uh, reviews are worth their weight in gold, just not as much as actual <laughs> money. So, uh, <laughs> right, but, I need to go for yeah, a Yeah, whatever you can do. Yeah, no worries. Cheers all. Ta-ra, ta-ra, ta-ra. Bye-bye.